Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women working in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female cabinet maker in California in bringing together kitchen remodeling and working with your hands for a living. Welcome your host, Camille Finan. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I have a really interesting guest who's going to share you know, maybe you've been thinking of starting a business or maybe you've already started a small construction business, but you might be kind of like struggling a little bit or or some of the things aren't quite going the way that you'd like. So I've brought on Coralie Beatty, who's from Northern California, sorry, North Vancouver, who's going to share her business and um, so sort of how she might be able to help some of you ladies. So Coralie, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So you are a business coach and as you would say, a catalyst for change. I love your your premise and your passion for trying to really get a lot more women into the trades and specifically start and grow very successful, profitable businesses. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into this crazy combination of business and construction, and um, you know what you'd like to see in the next couple of years for women in the trades? Sure. Um, I have 25 years in the construction industry, and it started out in the mid-90s. I was a building envelope consultant with a multinational engineering firm, and my husband, sort of around the same time, had started his own uh, trades business. So I was doing my thing, and he was doing his thing. I was doing part-time with his business, and after 10 years with the engineering firm, I was pregnant with my second kid, and I... um, retired from the engineering firm. I was on maternity leave. And then once maternity leave was finished, I started working full-time with my husband in his business. And we had that business for 15 years. And when I started out, I was like, you know, I'm a master organizer. I had a background in construction. My husband was really technically sound and strong. So I was like, we can do this. I mean, what else do we need? So we went along and for a couple of years, it was great. Like we had money in the bank. We were paying taxes on time. It was just, it was beautiful. And then we started growing. And, you know, after getting a few employees, uh, things started to kind of not be so smooth and crumble a bit. And all the balls in the air were a little bit more difficult. And when you don't have your processes and systems in place, life becomes very challenging. The profits go down and you struggle a lot. So mm-hmm. I learned how to build my business. We hired our first business coach probably six, maybe six years into our business. And when I first did that, it was like this, when I allowed myself to have the help, it was like this, this world of beautifulness. I was just like, oh, finally, like I can just, somebody can guide me and help me and keep me focused. So um, we had our business coach and we organized our business and positioned ourselves to be able to ultimately sell it. And after we sold it in 2017, I took a couple of years to really figure out what I wanted to do next. I knew that I loved the construction industry and I knew that I, I loved what I was doing, like as far as the business development stuff with our trades company. 
but I didn't know how that was going to fit in, how it was all going to fit together. So it did take me about two and a half years to re- of really uh, doing a lot of reflection and there were some really difficult days. However, you know, as I worked through it, I came up to the conclusion that I wanted to be, you know, through different steps. The ultimately, I became I came to the fact that I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to help women. I wanted to help empower them and help them, you know, gain back the passion for life that we often lose. And then I realized that I really wanted to help them in their businesses. Like I missed that business part. So I went from, you know, doing the life coaching aspect to bringing together the business coaching with it because that was, you know, my background. And then where I really niched down to women in construction is that I know that when you're advertising to women entrepreneurs, you're really, you know, you know, messaging to everybody and really to nobody. So I knew that I needed to niche down and, as much as it would have been easier to pick almost any other niche if I wanted to work <laughs> with women, I knew that women in construction were my people. I knew that there's not a lot of them out there, but the women who are running businesses, there isn't a service out there for them. There isn't somebody who is, you know, has that experience, who has done it, who can help them. I get where they are. I know what it was like to start a messy construction business, but then I also got through it. And that's what I wanted to share because I really believe that life does not have to be as difficult as it is in the first, you know, several years of owning a construction and trades business when you don't set it up properly. So that's kind of the journey I took to where I am now. And I really do, I just love that I can connect with these women and let them know that I was in your shoes. I know what it was like, and it's possible to get to the other side. It's just providing that hope and a starting point. So that's kind of what brought me to where I am. That's great. Well, that's wonderful. I think, um, you know, you you probably, if you've listened to a few episodes of mine, you probably know how much, how much I really believe women have a competitive advantage in the trades actually. Mm -hmm. And especially with business, I think they can get clients easier. They can just do so many things. And I, I totally agree that most women don't believe it's possible that Mm -hmm. they can make a lot of money in the trades running their own business. So I love that you're out there helping them. Um, What's kind of an example outside of setting up systems and trying to get things to actually work correctly? Like what would be sort of an example of things, like a few things that are the common things you help a lot of these women with? Well, when we're talking about the business side of things, a lot of women aren't don't understand, you know, the the financial part of their business, whether it be setting up their pricing, whether it's you know understanding the cash flow, how it works, how to account for overhead and profit in their pricing. A lot of that stuff I think is not understood. So we go a lot into that. It's just, you know, even setting up a chart of accounts, for example, how you actually track your expenses and everything that goes into running a business. So that is a big part, I think, that uh, most of the learning probably happens in that space as far as making the biggest impact on their business. However, I would say almost equally what I work on is the mindset, the head. You know, what mm-hmm. I find that two of the biggest challenges with almost everybody I work with is confidence and fear. And I think it it's such a shame because I these women that I work with are so powerful are so strong. They've done so much in their career to get them to where they are that they have like this green light to have this huge amount of confidence for everything that they've achieved. Yeah. Incredibly skilled. Yep. Yes. And what they've gone through and what they, you know, all of the experiences that they have gained through 
being a woman in the construction industry. However, they don't give themselves the credit for that. Right. And they don't acknowledge that. And they just, um, they really suffer with, you know, lack of confidence and the fear stopping them from moving ahead. That, you know, those are kind of the things that I, I see most often with the women that I work with. And so you help them basically try to eliminate or get rid of that fear, see it as not rational, right? Like I'm assuming that's what you, part of what you're doing is show them the evidence of how good they are at what they're doing. And then um, like, what are some of the ways that you help instill confidence in them? How do you get them to actually see that when, you know, it's so, there's so many women that listen to the show that I can see are so incredibly talented, but if you talk to them, they're the first person to like, kind of undermine their own experience. Mm. How do you get them to realize the level of confidence they should feel by all the accomplishments they've, they've already made? Well, it's interesting because a lot of the women that I speak with, when I, we go through that and say, let's think, what, what are the things that you've accomplished? What are the things that you're proud of? You know, we go through those and kind of bring a level of awareness and a reminder to what they have gone through. However, what I find is, which is interesting is a lot of women don't put the value on those things. It's almost like, well, Mm -hmm. other people think that these are accomplishments. So I'll say that these are accomplishments, right? Where I find the difference maker is, is asking them, you know, if you were talking to a friend in this situation, what would you say to them? And that is what I recognized with a lot of the women an eye opener because they're like, oh, you know, I would, I would tell them about all the, all the things that they have accomplished and what they've done. So it's almost switching it around. You're not talking to yourself anymore. You're not taking personal uh, credit for these things. It's like, let's put, turn it around. And your friend has done these things. What would you say to a friend? And they recognize that they're not treating themselves like a friend. And so we have that conversation about learning how to treat yourself as a friend and not just a friend, but your best friend. Mm. You know, what would you say to them? How would you support them? How would you encourage them? And let's apply that to you. And that I find is a a big uh, moment of aha, like, ooh, you know, they recognize that they don't do that. Yeah, that's awesome. I I love the little switch there. It Mm. does help you to be objective, right? Well, exactly. Um, Yeah. So I'm curious, since you've been in the industry, you know, as long as I have, you have like a really big, broad overview, plus you've been in the trenches. Like, what do you think is, what do you hope is going to go on in the industry? What do you really see that women have a real they have a real opportunity here, right? To just Mm. grab by running their own companies and running them maybe differently than the traditional model, right? Mm -hmm. Like what do you sort of see or hope to see in the next couple of years? One, I really hope to see women actually owning the power that they have. Women are um, so powerful in this space and especially women who have come up through the trades, like I said already, you know, for all everything that they've accomplished, there is a type of person who has got to where they are and who wants to take that next step into uh, creating their own business. So I'm really hopeful that with the amount of passion that surrounds women in construction, I see it all over the place. I'm collaborating with a lot of different groups, which is amazing that so many people are passionate about increasing the representation of women because we do have a skill set that is underrepresented and needed in the industry. You know, the communication skill, the attention to detail, there's, there's just a skill set that women have that's missing. And I think that there is a place for it and it needs to, um, 
awareness needs to be brought to that. So mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that, say, in the next five years, I hope that we have more women recognizing their position, the need for them in the construction industry, and having more people like me and others that are supporting these women specifically to help them build a business that is uh, successful that gives them some freedom and gives them the power to, you know, employ other people or to be able to change other people's lives. It's, it's such a powerful industry to be a part of. And I think as women, although we haven't traditionally felt like it, there's a great place for us there, I really want to be part of the voice that is changing that perception. Yeah, I'm, I am too. <laughs> and I love that you kind of, you know, I think both of us share the, the hope that there will be more, progress in the next five years than there has mm -hmm. been in the last 30, right? Like, yes. I feel like we're really, really on the cusp of something. Yes. There's enough women now that feel comfortable just doing their own damn thing. Mm. And there's like a groundswell happening. And because of Instagram, because we all see each other now, right before yes. none of us saw what the other person was doing. Mm -hmm. So you were, you were completely isolated basically, unless you went mm -hmm. to some trade group or something. So I think there's been a lot of stuff happening in the last three to four years that is really, really peaking. Right. And so I'm really hoping that women take that next step, like you said, and really believe that they can make a difference by owning their own company. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that's how I did it with my own companies because of all the women I employed, it wasn't mm -hmm. just me per se. It was all the lives of the women that I employed and their children and how they thought about their space in the world. Right. Yes. I think that's where the real shift comes. Mm -hmm. And I just think women do things differently. Sometimes the way they hire is differently. They, I don't know. There's just something unique about the way that we approach construction. I believe. I agree. Like my, uh, my experience as a business owner, I know that I was kind of like the mother figure in the business. You know, I was a, a pretty strong leader for my group of people, but I was also a mother figure. And there's that softness that is really necessary, especially in the days you know, yeah. these days where it's a different group of people coming into the industry and there needs to be an acknowledgement of um, the change in order to keep that next generation successful and keep them in the construction industry in general. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that women have a very strong place that needs that needs them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the old patriarchy is fading away, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just not the old traditional, it still is in a lot of places, but I definitely see that women are kind of pushing their elbows out and kind mm -hmm. of making a place for themselves. And one of the best thing you can do is open your own company and do that even more in your own community. Um, well, I think when women do that too, the thing is like all the limitations that I shouldn't, a lot of the limitations that women experience, you know, whether it be the amount right. of money they can make, the opportunities they can have, the way they're, that they're treated, the flexibility, those are the four top challenges when, with all the women that I've spoken with, and I've done a lot of conversations. Those are the top four challenges that women are experiencing in the construction industry and being self-employed takes away all of those. Yeah. I mean, flexibility, you need to be able to set your business up properly so, so that you yeah. can have that freedom of time. However, once you do that, it offers you that. And you have the flexibility anyway. If you need to leave at you know one o'clock in the afternoon to go pick up a kid from school, you can do that because you're your own boss. There isn't that the guilt or that heaviness or how am I going to make it up or I have to do this again. Like there's, it just really opens up so much for women in the um, in the industry without them having to leave the industry. That that to me is the biggest right. crime, if you want to call it that, is women who feel like they have to leave the industry because they don't have the flexibility that they need to have to be a mom. Mm -hmm. 
And which I agree, that's why I created my companies because I mm. didn't I didn't like the culture I was in. So I just created my own culture, right? In my own business. Exactly. Um, where there was no, you weren't really being held back. You could be as good as you wanted to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I also was was interested in just, you know, like a lot of women, I I feel I see them like kind of dim their light, right? Mm. They dim their light because of their surroundings. And I feel like when you own your own company, you really do get this creative, you get this creative energy to do things maybe a slightly different way or the way that you want to market to clients or take care of clients. Like there's just so many things you can't do in the traditional model a lot Mm -hmm. of times. So I like that women come up with unusual ways of doing things and you do Mm -hmm. that in your own company. So, um, you know, most of us that entered the trades I have a big creative bent, right? Mm-hmm. We like doing things a new way or a different way, or we have something, a vision we want to do. And um, owning your own business lets you do that. It lets you think of an idea and, and try it and apply it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I also like it for that. Um, so tell us a little bit about, I mean, so you have a business called Thrive HQ um, and you do a variety of things with women. You kind of meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. You work with both people that might have a skill and want to start a business, find clients, set up the business correctly. But also you have these sort of group things that I think is really, I think women do really well in groups generally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have some group settings where people go through a process, like a six week kind of business boot camp, and they get their stuff all fixed up and, (laughs) and ready to go. Can you talk about like the two ways that people kind of work with you? Sure. Yeah, there's um, there is the one on one where I meet people where they're at. Maybe they're not quite ready for the um, the group setting yet. Maybe their business isn't quite there yet as far as, um, you know, really establishing what it is that they're looking to do. Or they could be really established and they've got all their stuff in place. So I work one on one, exactly what you said, meeting women where they're at and helping them reach their goals for whatever it is that they're trying to do. We identify what the weaknesses are within their business and then we focus on those things. So that the one-on-one is really quite flexible and it really depends on what the biggest need is at the time. And we focus on that. Then there is the group setting, which I really love the group one because it is like-minded women coming together and supporting each other as business owners in the construction industry. Like there's just, yeah. there's, there's not a lot, <laughs> there's not a lot of spaces where this happens. And I think that it's really important because not only are we, you know, learning the foundations of creating a strong business and doing those practical things, but it's also, you know, feeding off each other, supporting each other, empowering each other, lifting each other up. Like there is so much there that you know, when you are surrounded by a bunch of men all the time, you don't have that opportunity. And I think all of us are used to that because we've always been one of maybe a couple women, if we're lucky, yeah. but most often kind of the one only person. woman at the table. Yes. And so we don't get to have that, you know, sisterhood type of thing. And this really creates that space where we can come together and really just build on each other's energy and being with like-minded women in the space that we love. Yeah, that's great. So you have, um, I'm assuming there's kind of like you start people at a certain point and there's some goal setting that goes on and you create, you know, some sort of um, accountability. So they really get some, they really get like a transformation. They really get something that they are not able necessarily to do on their own. Right. I assume that's kind of part of it. It's like they get real momentum in this program. Absolutely. Cause I know for me, it's easy. And a lot of people, almost everybody I speak to in our, um, you know, when we're getting doing a consultation, 
almost everybody knows how to do their craft, know how to do their trade, and it's easy to get lost in doing your business. Like I'm, I'm in it, I'm doing it, and you're feeling busy and productive because you're doing things that you know. Where I take you is working on your business, that place that kind of feels scary, that place that kind of you just don't know what to do with. You know it's there and you know you need to deal with it, but you don't know how, you don't know where to start, you don't maybe understand all the components of it. That's what I do is I bring you to that space where you can understand what working on your business looks like. I can help you be accountable to actually doing it. We set those little goals like, and again, I am meeting you where you are. We may be in a group setting, but each person is at a different place as far as, you know, maybe you don't have your niche like that, that particular client that you serve. Maybe you're not really clear on that. So let's work on that and get really clear on it. We, we start in those areas so that you get really clear on what your business is, what it is that you're offering. And then it becomes so much easier to have conversations about your business. So that's kind of the place, you know, we start depending of course, where everybody's at. So, um, yeah, it's the difference between feeling busy and productive working in your business versus let's take it back and give yourself the chance to actually grow your business, give yourself that flexibility and freedom by working on your business and putting, you know, good practice into place so that you can, you know, actually grow a profitable business. And I so that sounds great. I mean, I love that you're really helping them get momentum and some, and some like moving the needle, right? Mm. Sometimes I think it feels like in our businesses, we're doing so much and nothing's connecting or nothing's Mm -hmm. really, it doesn't seem like anything's really happening or getting better. So it sounds like you're really good at helping them just make it better. Like it actually starts to improve. Well, it does because it is, it's a shift from the, when you're start working on your business and understanding how your machine actually runs, then you get this better. It's like an overall understanding of how you are going to create um, this operating machine to actually serve you. So you're not just working like a dog all the time and getting nowhere. It's um, putting your systems and your processes in place so that you can actually you know, kind of back off a bit and your, your business isn't running because of you, it's running because of your systems. And that is such a powerful place to be. And that was, that's really the differentiating thing as to whether you have a business or if you just own a job, if you can, if you can put those systems and processes in place and actually step back from your business and have it run without you, that is the difference maker. Yeah. Otherwise it's just a hobby mm-hmm. that you get paid some amount of money for, but it's really, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, but it's not what I would call a traditional business in the sense no. that you can step away for a week and still make money. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, do you have like an example, you don't have to share a name, but do you have kind of an example of maybe a woman that came into your program that you helped and sort of what was her life like before and kind of what was it like after working with you? Mm. Yeah, and this is kind of the the typical that I see, and uh, it happens to so many of us. And what happens is that you know you have your you have your skill that you're really good at, and you come in and you think about what you were charged out as, or what you made as an employee in some company, and then you're just thinking, well, if I made thirty five dollars an hour, I guess I could charge fifty dollars an hour, and and lacking the understanding of just how a business operates. So, for example, you know, there's this woman that I was working with that, or I am working, but when she came to me originally, she 
was not charging enough. She was not making enough profit. She was working all the time, but really struggled to be paying herself. Like she could pay her people. And she only had a couple that she, they weren't employees. They were, you know, people that she kind of worked with on contract type of thing. Mm -hmm. And she could pay them, but you know, it was like pennies left for her where she would be able to cover her housing and be able to cover her food. And she just didn't have the understanding of how she needed to charge in order to, you know, yeah. give herself more than just a wage, actually, you know, treat yourself as a business owner. So that's where we started with her is just understanding the, the finances of a business. It's, you know, what, what is included in charging? How do you, you know, one of the um, concepts I use is the idea of profit first. So you are, you're accounting for that right away. And then everything else kind of falls after that. You put your profit in and then you calculate everything where everything else needs to be in order to make sure you're meeting that profit. So we, you know, we went through that stuff. We set up her accounts so that she would have these different accounts to be able to put money in at different places. So that was the understanding the finances, the cash flow, how to actually make money is where we started. And because that was her most pressing thing. We moved into the other things like, you know, who her ideal client was, what her niche was going to be to really clarify those things. Those are all part of the equation, but for her at the time, it wasn't the biggest thing. And that is often the biggest thing is understanding the finances, how to understand where expenses fit into your profit, how to, or into your bottom line, I guess, and also your cost of goods sold. What are those? How to set up your chart of accounts so that you're tracking all this stuff adequately and to give you the data that you can actually read and be able to understand how your business is performance performing based on the data you're collecting. That is really, I think, the biggest game changer with most of the women I work with. And we do work on other elements. Like that's just seems to be the biggest one. When people come to me, that is usually the one that they're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. And I could ask them, you know, well, what's your revenue? They don't even know what their revenue is. It's like they hold their breath. And I think it, it comes down to a lot of fear around money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get, it comes back to the whole thing with fears. Um, it's a fear around money. If I don't look at it too closely, hopefully it'll just be there and I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. But when you really take the power to understand the money and then, you know, understand how it works. I think that's the point at which you really take control of your business. Hmm. And so what ended up happening with her then? Like, what's the, what's the success story with her? Is she doing well with her? She, she does well, like what's going she on? Is, she definitely, like a lot of it is mindset. Again, we're working a lot on her confidence and understanding because she really challenged, she was really challenged to charge more. Mm -hmm. And so we worked on that a lot and understanding the value that she was providing and understand, because I think a big fear that's associated with charging more is the fact that your people aren't, your clients aren't going to want to pay more. Right. And the, the head thing that we work on is your ideal client will be happy to pay more because they recognize the value you are providing. Mm -hmm. And we work on that a lot. And so we moved from, you know, just understanding what the finances were to have her be able to charge more and feel more confident in talking about the, her pricing. And then, you know, so she could just, she could just be more comfortable with the money where it was at charging more and then actually, you know, increasing that bottom line. So right now we have moved out of, you know, she understands these, the financial aspect. And of course, like I said, we, we often still talk about the mindset related to it. Um, 
And now we're moving on to other parts of her business to really provide her the clarity of the other components is where we're at now. Yeah. Nice. So yes. she's, so she's making more, mm-hmm. feeling more confident and and probably going after better clients, right? Because she's, you know, she now recognizes the need for that in the business. Well, and she's recognizing her value and that she can yeah. go for those, you know, higher priced jobs mm-hmm. because she is providing a value. So it's really, she's really come to the point where she is understanding yeah. who she is, the value mm-hmm. she provides, and she's getting there. She's yeah. Getting there. Yeah. It's definitely a process, like, mm. right? Like you and I, neither of us started off thinking, oh my God, we're so amazing. Like <laughs> you kind of, you have to grow into that mindset mm. of really realizing this, what you're really providing people. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it is definitely a process. Um, well, and it just must be so comforting for her to have a friend, someone that isn't shaming her, isn't like you can just you know, you can just kind of be where you are and not have to feel embarrassed that, you know, wow, like I didn't realize I don't, I, this is what I was thinking, right? She can just have someone that's a soft place to fall to really mm-hmm. work through these issues without judgment and then mm-hmm. grow into this better version of herself, right? Like, I think that's, that's lovely. You know, that's a really great point because it's not even something that I put a lot of thought on. However, that's exactly what it is. Like when I, when I'm speaking with her, she's comfortable to be vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. And I, she doesn't feel judged and it is a space where we are, you know, working on the realities in order to make her better at her business. And, you know, that's, that's a really interesting, which is a very vulnerable place to be. Cause if you've Mm -hmm. been good at something, you know, like say your skill set, and now you have to kind of admit that, wow, my business isn't really doing that well Mm -hmm. because I don't know enough about it. Like that's a really vulnerable place to admit Mm -hmm. that you need help. And so, you know, especially any woman that makes it at all in construction, it's like a badass, right? Yes. You, you have a very strong sense of self to even do Mm -hmm. your skill, but then it's really nice to have this place where you can just be vulnerable and say, I don't really have all this together. This part, I don't know. And you're letting, you're giving her this place to grow into this better version of herself. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's lovely. I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah. We need, we need more people doing that. Um, I agree. <laughs> so, okay. So I know we're going to have you back. Um, we're going to, we're putting together a summit you're going to come and teach some very specific things. So ladies, you can look forward to that. Um, you know, she's going to maybe show you how to start a business or how to kind of fix up a little bit of a messy business if you're partly through. Um, so I'll look forward to that in the upcoming months, but what, what would be like a few business books that you would recommend that you think if someone wanted to just get started, get their feet wet a little bit, do you have a couple that you would recommend that you think are just really good specifically for women in construction? Absolutely. Um, there is a book called E-Myth. There's versions E-Myth Revisit is like Revisited. There's also E-Myth Contractor Edition, although I haven't read that one. I, I read E-Myth uh, Revisited many times. And that's by Michael Gerber. What I think is really powerful about that book is that it gives you an understanding of all the positions that need to be accounted for in your business to have a business. And I think that that is a, a really strong starting point just to understand being in business for yourself. A second book that I recommend is uh, Profit First for Contractors, and that's written by Sean Van Dyke. It It's taken from the original Profit First, which was Michael Mike McCallowitz. 
And uh, Sean Van Dyke took the same concept and applied it to contractors specifically. And I think that that is a really good book to read and understand. And that's exactly what I work with with my clients as far as getting their finances set up and understanding. We use that idea of profit first. And then a third book I would recommend is called Traction. And that's by Gino Wickman. And that's all about um, the different components of your business. I think it's a, a really it gives you a really good understanding on running systems within your business. And those are kind of three. And so they're not women specific. <laughs> There's not a lot of women in construction specific books, uh, you know, on business. However, those three, um, I think really give a good, well-rounded understanding of uh, owning a business. That's awesome. Well, I love myself. I love the E-Myth book as well. That's something you, you just, you know, right away within a few chapters, like, Mm -hmm. wow, I've just like, this has completely changed the way I look at my business forever. Right. So I love that one. It's a quick read. It's a very easy way to understand Mm -hmm. how you might shift the way you think about your business. So I love that one. And, um, traction's incredible as well. So I appreciate those recommendations and, uh, they're, they're really pretty quick, easy reading actually, like Mm -hmm. you can get them on a weekend and read them and really feel like a difference in your business. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing all this. I really hope a lot of women, you know, consider using you as a business coach or joining your group, I think would be an amazing thing that needs to happen in this industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I look forward to having you back for the summit and learning even more from you. So thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. listening to remodel your life i sure have enjoyed being with you today and if you really like our show we'd love it if you would subscribe through itunes you can always send us feedback through email at camille at remodelyourlifepodcast.com and i'll see you next week thank you for listening to the remodel your life podcast This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. (laughs) 